Hey everyone, it's Crystal Alferrero, your typical Sagittarius adventure-loving free spirit and entrepreneur. This is the Magnetic Self Podcast, where I help you and other soulful, conscious entrepreneurs grow your personal brand to create income and impact and be your most authentic magnetic self in the process. As a former nine to fiver, I found freedom to be unapologetically me by building a business around my strengths and my personal brand. And most importantly, through intentional embodiment of my most magnetic self each and every single day. So what is your most magnetic self? It's your most confident, authentic self that goes beyond any layers of conditioning and fears and draws people into your world with your energy and presence. It's your highest self. So again, welcome to the Magnetic Self Podcast, where we're all about soulful personal branding, mindset, and of course, a lot of feel-good vibes and fun so that you can create income and impact, live your highest purpose, and be your most magnetic self. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode two of the Magnetic Self Podcast. And if you're new here, welcome, and I'm so glad, and I'm really happy that you're here. So sit back, relax, enjoy, and oh my gosh, I cannot believe how fast this year is going by. Like, it's already September. I'm recording this on September 1st. We officially have four months left of 2020, people. Yeah, like it's just been such a wild ride. I've been living in Barcelona for three months now and just finished launching the first round of my one-to-one program Magnetic back in August. Now I'm just kind of riding the wave for the rest of 2020. And, you know, I started this podcast also at the end of August and I'm really looking forward to see where this takes me. Also actually thinking of starting a YouTube channel, not thinking about it. Like I know I'm going to do it. I just, I'm trying to figure out you know, all the fun admin stuff and fit it into my schedule because I really don't want to start overwhelming myself. You know how it is. Those are the two fun projects really that I have for the rest of 2020. And those are things that I really enjoy. Like I think content creation is probably my most favorite part of my business aside from the actual coaching. I'm not a big fan of all the systems and I don't know, all of those backend type of things. I could do it if I wanted to, but They don't really give me that much joy and anyways, I am rambling. So yeah, it's been fun putting this podcast together and I'm really looking forward to seeing how this evolves and how my business evolves going into 2021. I'm thinking of maybe even planning a vacation for my birthday, which comes up in December. So I think that would be a nice little break before the end of the year. And I'm sure there are so many of you who are dying to go on vacation and just take that time off because you do all deserve it. I think we all do especially after this year. So anyways, that's enough about me for now. Let's just dive into today's episode. So today we're going to be talking about my favorite topic, which is, of course, mindset. So specifically the mindset of personal branding. And this episode is really for any entrepreneur trying to grow their business around their personal brand and is the face of their business. So we're really going to be discussing, you know, the things that really get in the way of building a magnetic personal brand and how to start tackling those specific things that get in your way so that you can accelerate your growth and your personal brand and therefore manifest the business of your dreams. 
And so my hope for you this episode is to really understand the importance of mindset work and how it's the foundation of a strong personal brand and not just a strong personal brand, but a strong business. So if you enjoy this episode, I would be so grateful if you could take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Crystal Alfaro and yeah, share on your stories or with anyone else that you think would enjoy this podcast as well, because it really does help me spread the word um, and spread the support that I'm able to make and the impact that I'm able to make for the people who need it. So to kick things off, I just wanted to share a bit more about my entrepreneurial journey and It was back in 2019 that I got my first real taste of the online business world. And, you know, kind of like most people who start an online business, start in their nine to five. And for me, I was like just Googling things during one of my trainings that I had there at my nine to five. You know, I was just really looking for a way to make extra money because I honestly, I was not happy in my nine to five. Uh, For those who don't know my background, I was a former accountant uh, working at one of the big banks in Canada. And so, yeah, it was just not meant for me. I knew that for a very long time. And so this was kind of just like an outlet that I was looking for. During my, you know, little Google searches, what I came across was dropshipping. And for those who aren't familiar with dropshipping, it's basically e-commerce. You have your own e-commerce store. And the thing is, you don't hold on to the inventory yourself. Um, The manufacturer makes the product and ships it directly to your customers who buy from your store online. There are different types of dropshipping. The one that I did specifically was kind of the one that I would not recommend for anyone that, you know, has a conscience, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's just my opinion because that's just me. And I honestly, like, let me just explain. So I would buy things off of AliExpress. And if you aren't familiar with this, if you go on YouTube, you'll find a bunch of dropshipping gurus who do this. But essentially, sell things from AliExpress and then sell it on their dropshipping store with like a huge markup and run a bunch of Facebook ads and that's how they get their traffic to their store. And so again, I was selling things that I really did not believe in that, you know, I was not in that business for the right reasons. Like I just kind of wanted to gain a quick buck and I didn't believe in my product and my heart was just not in it. And I just felt icky selling these things that I didn't even really care about or that I didn't really like at all. And so one of the stores that I had, like I received the product in person and I just saw how crappy the quality was. And I'm like, okay, screw this. I am not doing this ever again. Like this is just not for me. And you know, good for the people who can make it work and that enjoy doing it. I'm not bashing on them, but just for me personally, it was not something that was aligned to me and what I like. So This is what kind of led me to starting my handmade crystal jewelry company. And this was called Penelum Rose. And yeah, it was basically just handmade jewelry bracelets. It was like my first taste at building a brand that I was totally aligned to. I had this outlet to create and I really enjoyed that entire process. And because it was, you know, it was my own brand and because I was making this product and I can control the quality and I can control the things that I'm creating, like it just made me feel so much more aligned to the things that I was actually selling. So yeah, that led me to eventually leave my nine to five as an accountant at the end of February, 2020. And so, yeah, I mean, this is the company that kind of really pushed me and really, you know, I was able to finally see the results because I was not seeing any results with dropshipping. It just, it wasn't my thing. So once I started to see that I could actually make money online through my business and be passionate about the things that I'm doing was when I was really like, wow, 
this whole online business thing is legit. Like it's real. It's, it's not a joke. And that was when I first actually felt aligned to the things that I was doing in order to make an income for myself. And that's when I really opened my eyes and it kind of dawned on me like this is what I want to do. I love the creation process. I eventually left my nine to five as an accountant at the end of February, 2020. So this was like right before the COVID-19 outbreak. And my accounting job was just kind of boring, if anything. And so, yeah, when I left my nine to five and started my coaching business, the coaching world was still very new to me. So even though I had experience in online business and e-commerce, again, the coaching business was still very new. And it was the first time being the face of my business because in my other company, I was not the face of my business. And that took a lot of getting used to. I was not comfortable. I thought I would be able to get away with just staying behind the scenes in my business. Yeah, I mean, starting my coaching business was definitely a lot harder than I thought. And why do I feel this way? Well, it's because, you know, when you go on Instagram, and I'm sure many of you coaches starting out can resonate with this, but... You see so many people with 10K months after like three months of business and you think, and I thought personally, I'm like, yeah, that could be me. Like that's whatever. Like if she can do it, I can do it too. Or if he can do it, I can do it too. And the thing is, in my experience and the way I started, I spent a lot of time on the wrong things and I avoided the things that I needed to do the most. Things started shifting when I was able to put more priority on this one specific thing. And that is mindset. The reason why I was avoiding doing all the things that were important and the things that would actually move me forward were definitely these limiting beliefs that I had and these insecurities about actually being the face of my business and stepping forward as a leader in my business because that was not something that I was used to. I saw the same patterns with my business coaching clients. So there was something that was different between the ones that were more successful and the ones that struggled. Um, The ones who were more successful you know, just took the action. They knew what they needed to do and they just did it. They had a clear vision and it didn't matter how much something scared them. It was, it didn't matter if it needed to be perfect. They would just do it. And then the ones who struggled were the ones that were second guessing themselves. It's not like one person was better than the other. It it wasn't like that at all. But I think what it all comes down to at the end of the day, similar to my situation was mindset. Because the truth is it's not a lack of knowing and it's not a lack of strategy. And as over said as this sounds, it really is, you know, your state of mind and what's holding you back from doing the things that are most important. And I know mindset has become a bit of a buzzword, like you hear it everywhere. But this is the thing, it's what stops you from showing up confidently and consistently in your business. And it's what stops you from sharing your best ideas and thoughts. And those are really the things that are going to push you and accelerate you forward. So for all of you who have gone down this path and recognize the priority or recognize the value in prioritizing mindset work, it's more than just thinking positively. You know, doing mindset work is about putting the effort into bringing awareness to and clearing and reprogramming the beliefs that hold us back from accomplishing the things that we want to accomplish. So in other words, our limiting beliefs. For anyone who's not familiar with limiting beliefs, limiting beliefs are essentially any core beliefs that we have around life and how we see the world that stop us and prevent us from taking action to achieve the things that we want to achieve. They're formed whether through our childhood, by our parents, society, life experiences, traumas, And these are really the things, the invisible things that get in our way 
from anything in our life, not just in business, but really anything. And they affect our actions, what we do, and how we show up. So how we execute in our business, because that's how the way the that's the way the mind works. Essentially, your behavior is based on these core beliefs that you have. Otherwise, we would spend a lot of time trying to think and process things. So it's just a way that is more automatic. And that's just how humans work. So I'll get more into that later, but essentially these things can show up as imposter syndrome, as perfectionism, which leads to procrastination and a bunch of other stuff and issues with confidence. So we end up self-sabotaging our own success or our own path to success. One thing that I've learned is that limiting beliefs are actually triggers to areas in our life that need healing. And it's where Things are highlighted for us where we might have a low sense of worth in a particular area. And so self-worth is not one dimensional. The level that you have kind of varies in different areas because for a long time, I honestly, I never thought I had any issues with self-esteem, self-worth. I never wanted to be seen as that person that had those issues. And I think that's kind of how we grow up as well. We just kind of see things as one dimensional for a very long time. And so, again, those areas of low self-worth, they're not always conscious to us. So a lot of people don't think they have any problems, but then it ends up surfacing in their behavior and the way that they act in different situations. It's like consciously we know we're worthy, but subconsciously we self-sabotage via our actions and our habits. And it really is your patterns that tell the true story. So to kind of share with you, I guess, more of my background and where my own self-worth issues, I guess some of my self-worth issues stemmed from, I would say a lot of them came from my childhood. And so without going into too many details right now, I was pretty much just raised by my dad as a tomboy. I had no sense of identity or self-worth. I lacked a lot of confidence. I lacked self-esteem. And as a kid, honestly, I was like... I loved nerdy stuff like Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z. I loved graphic design. And I don't know if you remember this, but Neopets, (laughs) you know, and up until, I don't know, I guess maybe 14, I was like chubby, had acne, was made fun of by other kids. I mean, you know, all kids make fun of each other. And I think it also kind of hurt me a bit more when I would hear the same things from other adults. And yeah, I mean, I was always the best friend of the girl that the other boys liked. And then it was really just when puberty hit and suddenly I had this attention and I wasn't used to that attention. But what I kind of subconsciously learned from that transition is that you need to be a certain way to be loved and be worthy of attention. So it's like I had this core belief that I was not enough the way I was and Growing up for a long time, I thought if I wasn't getting attention, it was because I wasn't pretty or I wasn't cool or I wasn't thin enough. And almost everything I could do or could try to do to be cool or fit in, be liked and be better than others, you know, I tried to do so that I could prove my worth, whether it be through school, through sports, through wearing makeup and like whatever the case is and I'm sure there are so many of you who can relate to the same things it's like we try for so hard we try for so long just to fit in because we want to belong and we want to feel like we're worthy and it's very unfortunate but that's the reality that's what happens to many of us and again like I was very kind as a kid and but the thing is like I was secretly super competitive and very insecure 
because I felt that without having to prove myself, I wasn't really anyone or anything. Again, like I've done a lot of healing so far and I've worked through a lot of these things that made me unworthy, but it's like each time that you're in a new situation, you're in a new vulnerable situation or a new phase in your life. And me and my husband have talked about this so many times, but it's like the universe will test you again to see if you've really gotten over it. And that's why mindset work is really lifelong work. It's never really over. It's not one and done. And so the way that these subconscious limiting beliefs kind of manifested in my business is that for one, I would think no one wants to hear what I really have to say. And so I would stop myself from posting my most heart inspired posts and opinions and would force myself to only talk about the educational stuff that I thought that everyone wanted, which, you know, what turns out isn't even true. Another thing that I would think kind of subconsciously is I don't have anything original or good enough to share. So I stopped myself from trusting my original and different ideas instead of believing that they were original. I kind of thought that if no one spoke about them, then they were either invalid or incorrect. And we all have these different ideas, but we doubt ourselves and prevent ourselves from actually sharing them with the world. And another thing, another belief that kind of held me back was, I don't know a topic enough to share anything about it. And it will be embarrassing if I'm proving wrong or if someone else disagrees. And so I would stop myself from sharing knowledge I've gained on the journey and therefore self-sabotage my ability to like even position myself as an expert in my niche. And this all goes back to the same core belief of not being or feeling good enough in a sense I'm not worthy and looking back it's like it kind of goes back to all those times in childhood where I didn't feel adequate or smart or important it goes back to all those times that I needed to be loved or my need for love and feelings of being unwanted and unloved as a child and it goes back to feeling misunderstood or being ignored by classmates or by whoever it was at the time And I don't blame anyone. Uh, I think our parents, I think everyone around us, I think everyone in general does the best that they can. But these are just the circumstances that presented themselves in my life. And this is how it's affected me. And I don't play victim to it. I'm still working on all these things. And I think that's all you really can do. Again, if you only focus on the strategy of growing your personal brand and business and you ignore the mindset Honestly, I truly, truly believe it will bite you in the ass in some way or another, just like I mentioned above. And so the thing is, subconscious beliefs are tricky. Usually you're unaware of them and we all think that we're fine, but we all have something that affects us in some way or another and it manifests when you're most vulnerable. In order to understand how you can go about changing your limiting beliefs, whether it be in your life or in your business, I think it's very helpful to understand the mind and specifically the difference between the conscious and subconscious mind and where those limiting beliefs are stored. And according to Freud, essentially, he believes that the mind is split up into three different parts. So first you have the conscious mind, which essentially contains the thoughts, the memories, and the feelings in our current state of awareness. So anything that we process mentally, whether that's like logically in, you know, rational thinking, that's where this sits. And according to some neuroscientists, around five to 10% of our mind is conscious. And there's a lot more that would say even less of that is conscious. 
Then you have your pre-conscious mind, and this consists of anything that can be retrieved and brought into your conscious mind. So things like telephone numbers, addresses that aren't sitting in your direct state of awareness, but you can easily kind of retrieve them. And then lastly, you have the unconscious mind, which, you know, most of us will probably hear it as the subconscious mind, and that's everything else that's outside of our conscious awareness. So it's like the, the storage, the warehouse of where we store all of our experiences, our memories, our beliefs. It's where we absorb the world around us that program our core beliefs and influence the way that we act and that we behave in everyday life. It contains the things that are considered painful and unacceptable to us that we kind of just want to repress down there. Yeah, like I said, unconscious mind and subconscious mind, um, these nowadays, they're kind of used interchangeably. Although unconscious mind kind of refers to someone that's like passed out. um, So that's why I guess people kind of prefer to use subconscious mind. But anyways, your subconscious mind is what keeps you alive when you're asleep and it's hardwired to protect you from pain as a survival mechanism. And it's highly influenced by the words that you say and the pictures that you imagine and even everything else that we absorb outside of us. And so that kind of brings me to where self-sabotage comes from. Essentially, the subconscious mind helps make our lives easier by allowing us to function kind of on autopilot. And that's where you'll notice the different patterns that we kind of have in our life and different relationships and different life situations according to our programming. So instead of us having to use brain power constantly for every single decision that we make and every single thing that we do, it's kind of driven. Our actions and our behaviors are driven by our subconscious belief our core beliefs and specifically our subconscious fears and desires and honestly sometimes that can backfire so that's why the conscious mind may know that something is right or that you should do something you know specific but the subconscious may believe or desire something else which is really what dictates our actions and this is where self-sabotage comes from your subconscious beliefs can sabotage your conscious efforts And so just to demonstrate that last point, imagine all the times that you've tried to go on a diet or you've tried to lose weight. It's like consciously, you know exactly what you should be doing. You should be eating healthy. You should make it a lifestyle change and go to the gym more often or go get some daily exercise. But subconsciously, you have these underlying desires or these underlying things that cause us to do something completely different, that cause us to relapse, that cause us to go on binges or whatever the case is for you. Um, I've definitely been there. But anyways, that's how you can kind of see how powerful our subconscious beliefs dictate our behaviors and our actions. And it's not always what we think consciously. So that kind of segues into the next part. And that's how can you start reprogramming your limiting beliefs so that they no longer sabotage you from moving forward in your business? Just as a disclaimer, I'm not a medical doctor. Um, I recommend if you do have any severe traumas to tread very, very lightly if you're going to do any mindset work or even just get professional support. When you do the mindset work, things will definitely come up and that's why it's good to just have a support system there for you. And I think even if you don't have any severe traumas, it's still good to have a support system there when you're doing this type of work. And so that brings me into the first step, which is to tackle limiting beliefs you need to become aware of what they are first and bring them to the surface. So that's essentially making the unconscious, the subconscious, conscious. 
And so one of the things that I find most effective for me is really journaling and reflection on my past patterns. So some of the things that I ask myself, especially when it comes to business, are when do I get triggered by others on social media? Why do I get triggered by them? Or why do I feel triggered by them? And what behaviors or habits drain my mental energy? And when do I feel most vulnerable and or feel like I'm not good enough? The answers to those questions will really lead you to where it is that you need healing. So just like in my case, for example, if I'm scrolling on Instagram, I think many of you have experienced this before, but like you're scrolling and then all of a sudden you start comparing yourself to all these other business owners and it becomes, you know, this whole mental sabotage where you get into this negative thought spiral like I'm not good enough or like how come she can get there why is she there and how come I'm not there yet you know and it just becomes so so toxic and it's not good for you that's why it's good to become aware of what are the things that trigger you from even getting into that thought spiral in the first place and why do they even happen that's really where you want to target it's like why do you feel like that in the first place And so another thing that I do is really just self-observation. So, sorry, I'm just kind of adjusting my sitting. But self-observation, which is observing your current behavior. So it's almost like you're stepping outside of your body and you begin to observe your own habits, your own current habits and patterns throughout the week. So when you start to spiral into negative thoughts or feel jealous or feel annoyed or start to procrastinate, like give yourself one week and whip out your journal as you're doing this but ask yourself like what is triggering this feeling why do I feel like this and then from there you'll kind of see where those patterns end up and you can really start to analyze the story that this is telling you and so the second step to tackling limiting beliefs is to make changes on the conscious and subconscious levels so again I am not a neuroscience expert I'm sharing through my own research and experience with mindset work as a coach and through working through my own blocks personally and also I'm not going to be going into too much detail into the how since I'll be saving that for the next episode but I wanted to give just a high level overview of the difference between kind of conscious and subconscious changes and why it's necessary to make changes on both levels when you're doing this mindset work and really what the difference is between the two so making a change at the conscious level is essentially changing your patterns or thoughts when you become aware of them so for anyone who's like nerdy like me and is into you know controls or comes from a business background this is more of like your corrective control so when you recognize that you're about to be triggered or you're in the middle of a self-sabotaging behavior um, this requires awareness of your negative patterns so that you can correct them when they happen so for example you're self-sabotaging with a negative thought spiral and what you can do is debunk reframe or replace those thoughts with affirmations or another positive habit that will serve you and again Conscious work, I personally don't feel that this is enough. I think it's a band-aid solution because it requires constant mindfulness and willpower. Subconscious beliefs can continue to manifest after that. And that's the thing. When you compare this to dieting, willpower can only be relied on for so long. And that's why you need to make sustainable lifestyle changes in order to maintain a healthy body and weight. And this is why, from a mindset perspective, why you need to start targeting the root cause at a subconscious level and so that kind of goes into the next part which is making a change at a subconscious level and what this refers to is reprogramming your underlying subconscious beliefs in other words that root cause and so these would be more of your 
preventative controls. In other words, you're trying to reprogram these beliefs so that they don't affect and sabotage and cause you to act in these patterns that you were previously. You know, you can start doing this kind of reprogramming work as soon as you become aware of a specific core limiting belief. And you can be proactive in reprogramming those beliefs that cause you to self-sabotage. So for example, a lot of techniques like even new age law of attraction techniques, NLP, hypnosis, affirmations, guided visualizations, um, all of that kind of stuff. This is really the basis for like all the manifestation work. And it's changing your belief system in your favor. And it's reprogramming those negative beliefs that no longer serves you. And this is how you're able to welcome things into your life. So there is like one thing that I've realized is the huge connection between mindset work and manifestation. And that's essentially what manifestation is. I honestly, I thought for a very long time because of a lot of these new age techniques that manifestation was just like a think it enough and then it'll happen. But we all know that that's not true. And that there is a lot of subconscious work that needs to go into it. And saying affirmations over and over again may not work. So it really comes down to reprogramming any of the negative beliefs that no longer serve you. So for me, a lot of the work that I've done is really, you know, speaking to this younger, kind, innocent, chubby, Pokemon-loving, nerdy crystal who felt that she was unlovable to know that she is already worthy of love and that she was already lovable and she didn't have to change anything about her in order to deserve any of that. And this is where you change the underlying beliefs that prevent you from showing up confidently and kind of block you from being whole and fully magnetic. And this is where you can make lasting, sustainable change. And so that kind of wraps up what we had to say today. So in the next episode, I'll go more in depth around um, reprogramming that subconscious mind. I know I went like very high level today, but in the next episode, I will go into the how, what I do, what works, what doesn't work for me. So definitely stay tuned for that. But anyways, that wraps up today's episode. Today, we talked about how it's mindset and your limiting beliefs that really get in the way of building a magnetic personal brand and being magnetic, having that presence, how to bring awareness to the specific things that get in your way through journaling and self-observation to bring your subconscious patterns to the surface, and just a general overview of how people go about working through these mindset blocks and limiting beliefs. And so I hope you enjoyed this episode If you did, it would be so helpful if you could share this podcast or leave me a review. And also make sure you come and find me on Instagram where you'll get more personal branding, mindset, woo-woo, and fun. And honestly, thank you so much for staying with me. I will see you in the next episode. Have an amazing rest of your day or evening and stay magnetic. Bye.